This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast to support our show. The Battlefront Podcast is also brought to you by Star Wars Uplink, Tidal Sheep Entertainment's new podcast hosted by Sage Goodwin and Jared Bilby, covering everything Star Wars gaming, past, present, and future. Search Star Wars Uplink on your favorite podcast app and look for the tie-dye. and get your trade level to three because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 93 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Oh my... In this episode, we'll be going over some recent news on special classes, some Twitter topics, which special classes we'd like to see in Battlefront, and what we want to see in the beta. Let's get started. Okay, let's get started with Flame Troopers. Ooh. Uh, So, recently, EA did a post on their website, and on that post... Uh, the title is Deploy as Powerful Special Characters. Call in the reinforcements. And in this post, we got confirmation of flame troopers. Let's go, let me go ahead and read this. Okay. By now, you've likely heard about heroes like Yoda, Darth Maul, and Rey coming to Star Wars Battlefront 2. And we're hoping that you've taken a look at each of the four distinct and customizable trooper classes you'll be able to control this November. You've seen hints of vast space battles coming in Starfighter Assault, and you've caught glimpses of the myriad beautiful planets of the galaxy waiting to be discovered. Today, we'd like to take a closer look with you at another completely new Star Wars Battlefront 2 feature. Special Classes Special characters stand out. They're a step between troopers and heroes, distinct powerful game changers. Special characters break stalemates at choke points, leap over enemy lines to launch surprise attacks, and flush out foes and flush foes out of hiding with streams of liquid flame. Alongside vehicles, they're part of the new reinforcement system, fueling ever escalating stakes and increasing tension in every battle. Using battle points earned in combat, you can choose to respawn as one of the many unique characters from Star Wars lore. Although you won't wield the raw power of Han Solo or Darth Maul, you'll be much more than a match for a single trooper, and you'll continue to earn battle points for assists and kills, progressively unlocking even more options to pilot vehicles and become hero characters. Each special character comes equipped with potent weapons and powerful abilities. Some, like the clone jump trooper, can rocket over the heads of enemies to take them from behind. Others, like the death trooper, can deploy deadly devices like the spectacular sonic imploder. Another confirmation of the death trooper there as well. Special characters typically appear on maps where their presence is thematically appropriate. You'll encounter First Order Flame Troopers on Starkiller Base, but you're not likely to see them on Theed. So each era and each map would have specific trooper abilities, or or special classes, really, which is pretty cool. Uh, We'll be revealing new details about special characters in the coming months to see reveals and images the moment they're live. Check out EA Star Wars on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
What do you think of that, Sam? Well, anyway, uh, I like how they're going with the special classes. It's how they did in the original Battlefront 2 with, like, the Bothan Spy. You have the normal class, which doesn't cost anything. I think they had three, the Engineer. They had, like, a Heavy Trooper as well. The Heavy Trooper and something else, like the normal vanilla trooper yeah and then the more kills you got which is like battle points you could upgrade to more powerful classes and eventually a hero yeah i i really like how they've got special classes in battlefront 2 i'm also uh, let me see i'm also working on a video on how you can customize those classes in battlefront which is going to be cool but i like i like these posts that they're doing this is much more interactive for the community than i believe the original battlefront 2015 was um i really like these how they're doing instead of like okay we're gonna do this huge information dump and then we're gonna be silent for like a month this is more like okay this is the thing that we're gonna be focused on this week this is the thing we're gonna be focused on that week and then just slowly uh, eke the news out which is pretty cool um another thing that they've done is um They've also confirmed two other classes. One of them is the B-2 rocket droid. What do you think of that, Sam? Okay. Concerning the B-2 battle dro- the f- rocket droid, I speculated a few episodes ago that the droid needed a clone trooper counterpart. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. They should have had this at EA Play, though, to be honest. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of people talking about, oh, the clones have a jump trooper. What do the droids have for that? And I don't know if they're going to have like a rocket, like a smart rocket thing, but still ju- the jump trooper is just completely broken and overpowered. Yes, it is. So I, I, I want to see that um, nerfed in the future. Yeah, even if they add a uh, jump trooper counterpart on the Imper- I mean the uh, separatist side, it's still... If the droid doesn't have some kind of rocket, it's going to be one-sided battle. What that announcement makes me think is that we'll be having, each era will have a jump pack equivalent. We've got the clone jump trooper, now we've got the B2 rocket droid. So maybe we'll have the rebel special jumper. And then I believe there is a like a snow trooper that has a jump pack in canon, which is pretty cool. But that's what I would like to see, and that what that's what this announcement leads me to believe. Another thing that uh, PlayStation tweeted about, let the Wookiees win. Let the Wookiee win. Play as the Wookiee warrior in Star Wars Battlefront 2. So in the um, in the gameplay trailer, we saw some more planets, and we also saw a um, a Wookiee. I thought that was Chewbacca, but then when I was talking to Dennis Brownville, that's not Chewbacca. That was a tease at the Wookiee Warrior, which I is pretty interesting. Dennis Brownville said, "What other Wookiee would it be?" That's what he said. No, that's not what he said. He says, "No, that's not." Well, when we were talking to him in person, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's he said. Uh, Something along those lines. No, I asked him if it was Chewbacca, and he said, that that's not Chewbacca. I thought he said, what other Wookiee would it be? No, he didn't say that. Frick, man, this is just ruining my scripts. <laughs> so, I think he's got a bowcaster. What other abilities do you think he'd have? 
I, I hope that his main ability or main weapon is the bowcaster like Chewbacca. They obviously wouldn't go the uh, the Chewbacca hero route with all those ground slams. Yeah. I think they would take a nod t- towards the Wookiee. I forgot his name, but in original Battlefront 2, he had a sentry turret that you could deploy. I think that would be awesome. I think he'd be more of a... A strategic character. That's what I hope he is. This Wookiee. That would be strategic to have a little yeah. droid that is easily destroyable, but still it can get an I edge. don't know if that would fit the theme because Wookiees and droids? Yeah, they have a knack for fixing things. Okay. As, and in original Battlefront 2, he had a time bomb that he could deploy. So it's different from the detonate charge that Han Solo has as an ability because you set it down five second timer it'll explode so I think it would be quite easy to find something that differs from Chewbacca as an ability yeah especially since battle they're taking nods from Battlefront original Battlefront 2 if you see like they already have some similar abilities as Han Solo to original Battlefront 2 yeah I I don't know if they would go the um, the droid turret route. I think they would. But I could definitely see them doing grenades. Maybe he's a gren- grenadier, because that was a class in the original Battlefronts, I believe. And he could have it be an engineer-based. Yeah. He could have I would that, like little, to see that. that little uh, welding rod that he uses to like fix turrets or deployable uh, machines that are low on health. You can fix them. And it gives you points for however much health you heal. Which I don't think... Maybe it should be an interchangeable weapon rather than an ability. Yeah, maybe on a... Like a secondary weapon. If they do... Which do something cool if to they do. Do something like that. So, I... I the Star Wars Game Outpost, he's moved to a weekly kind of schedule where he wraps up everything. And this is what he said in the post pertaining to the B-2 rocket battle droid. Uh, quote, a super, battle, a super battle rocket droid means that at least three factions will have a jump, will have jump pack type reinforcement characters. As of now, we know about the clone jump trooper. And then there's an Imperial stormtrooper with a jump pack in the game's key art. Plus a snowtrooper in the trailer with a jump pack. Additionally, the recent post from EA teased that Starkiller Base will include jump troopers, likely indicating that the First Order or the Resistance will have a jump trooper of some type, which also solidifies the theory that each each faction will have a jump trooper type uh, reinforcement. What do you think, Sam? Do you think that's something that they would do? They have to do it. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird if we have the clone, the clone, and the prequel era, and then we have a original trilogy era that has a jump pack trooper, and then kind of unbalance everything if one side only has that. Yeah, and that's the bad thing about classes is that once you have a preset, you have to keep carrying it over. And in the case of Star Wars, which has different eras and different different villains and heroes throughout prequel era, yeah. Which leads us on to our next topic. After a short break, we'll talk about which special classes we'd like to see in Battlefront 2. 
You're listening to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, a podcast from the Tie-Dye Sheep Entertainment Podcast Network, a network dedicated to bringing content as great and as weird as the hosts. If you'd like to support us on a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. You can donate $1 up to $10, and we have different tiers for that. So if you'd like to support the show and get some exclusive content, because we'll be doing bonus shows there, you can support us through that link. And at $1 per month, you have the ability to come on the podcast if you so desire. I've, I've gathered some special classes that I'd like to see in Battlefront 2. You've gone over them and said that you you agree with that. You wouldn't have anything to add, would you? Special classes. Obviously, uh, the Wookiee Warrior can basically be prequel or original trilogy. Yeah, as, unless the Kashyyyk people were wiped out. I think it would be more prequel era, so, so it looks like they're already covered the prequel sided special classes which would go into the original trilogy now which would that's where i'd be probably be speculating they could have both spies yeah like for the good guys and then the sith or the dark side could have um something like a stealth trooper maybe a bounty hunter like a lower tier bounty hunter or an assassin i don't know but they have limitless abilities doing the special classes thing because star wars it's up to this point in Battlefront, it's either you're a hero or you're a trooper. But this is a fine line between. Yeah, this is like a buff trooper. So, obviously, it's going to cost battle points to use. I wonder, like, if it's if those uh, 2,000 things, Jump Trooper, if he's considered a special class now. Yeah, he the Jump Troopers are special classes. Okay. Yeah, that's what we played in EA Play. Okay, so I've collected some of the classes that I'd like to see... Uh, in the special class uh, uh, way, like you can earn battle points and get those special classes. One, and I think a lot of people would agree with me, clone commandos. So clone commandos are also known as Republic commandos and later as Imperial commandos were elite clone troopers of the Grand Army of the Republic and later the Stormtrooper Corps. Cloned from the generic the genetic template of the famous Mandalorian bounty hunter Jango Fett, clones selected for the commando program were trained by Mandalorian drill sergeants that were recruited by Fett himself to train them to become the deadliest soldiers in the clone army that the average clone trooper, okay, often working in squads of four, clone commandos were assigned to carry out special operations the average clone trooper couldn't handle. These missions included covert infiltration, sabotage, demolition, and assassination, all of which have, uh, which were standard tasks for the clone commandos. What do you think of that, Sam? I think that could work, especially since Inferno Squad could be the elite commandos for the uh, prequel or the original trilogy. You're skipping ahead, Sam. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's go to that. I, I, just one last note on Clone Commandos. They had a whole game about them. People love that game. People would like to see more of that, and that would be a good way to make them canon again, I guess. So that would be pretty cool. And as you were saying about Inferno Squad members, I have that as well. I would like to see Inferno Squad members. That would be pretty cool. I wouldn't like to see like a named Inferno Squad. Well, there are only three, so that might not work. Like or, I would like to see them not named just like inferno squad member so just or we could have Iden versio as a hero and she could spawn in troops of special, her inferno yeah, squad del and um gideon that would be pretty cool 
that would and and that goes with the campaign they could they've already developed the facial textures and all that so it'd be easier than making something from scratch yeah exactly that would be awesome i'd love to see item versio as the playable hero with her inferno squad members as kind of like a palpatine and his support or leia, leia. and even uh Krennic. yeah that would be pretty cool actually i really like that idea it's already an established mechanic that works the only thing that i don't like about the spawning uh, guards is that usually the hero is weaker than a normal hero that doesn't have guards but still, with the, if they actually implement the squad system correctly, it would be a good way to actually use that. So if maybe if, if Iden yeah. Versio is near her other squad mate, she deals more damage or gets more health. Maybe they could do it like this. You know how Battlefront 2 adds the spawn-in mechanic to where you have a team of five, I believe, four or five? Yeah. And if you fill that in, you spawn in quicker than just having like one or two. Maybe if Iden Versio is in the squad... Any member, any other person that spawns in is immediately a buffed Inferno squad member. Yeah, up to two. Up to two. Rather than, you know, waiting at the spawn screen to be one of the her members. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Also, another one, uh, Shock Troopers. Uh, Imperial Shock Troopers were high-class stormtroopers pulled from the Stormtrooper Corps of the Galactic Empire. They served as elite forces of the Empire and also as bodyguards for the em- for Emperor Palpatine himself. They were the successors to the clone shock troopers who were part of the Grand Army of the Republic during the Clone Wars. We've gotten shock troopers before. I think I would really like that. They're kind of generic for me, shock troopers. Or skin. Yeah, but there's infinite possibilities that they can do with the special system. There's so much lore out there that they could access. And I researched this through uh, Wikipedia, and that's what the content is. This one I really like, Vader Security Force. Vader Security Force were elite troopers of the Galactic Empire that were visually identical to Snow Troopers and the Vader Special Force Trooper, only having red-colored armor instead of the usual white armor. The Security Force, alongside the Special Force Troopers, were led by Darth Vader during the occupation of Bespin. Their equipment also included shields, grenades, and e-web blasters, the former being similar in nature to those used by the Grenadier troops. This was actually a little... This was introduced in Super Star Wars, the video game. They had these Vader security force troopers that were used during the occupation of Bespin. That would be pretty cool. Like, if they brought this into canon, we'd have red snow troopers. That'd be pretty awesome. With shields, grenades, and e-web blasters. Yeah, and they can also, uh, as special classes, do Sagarera's partisans. Like if they go into Rogue One era, which is just a branch off of the original trilogy. Yeah. So they can really... Original trilogy, so much. there's so much to go off of, as we've just stated. Prequel, tr- I mean, a uh, sequel trilogy. Not really that much. There's not much, since there's only been one movie. But they could team up with Lucasfilm. They're already working very closely together, so they could bring other new canon stuff that way. Yeah, and they can also do, if they don't want to do Captain Phasma as a hero, she could be a... Well, she's already confirmed, yeah, she's, though. Yeah. she's confirmed as a hero. But I was just What I would like to see is Inferno Squad mentioned somewhere else in the movies. But I was trying to get across with the uh, Captain Phasma, someone like lower rank than her. Like... Above a, a stormtrooper, 
maybe one of the officers that work at Starkiller Base and operate the. I the think laser. that would just be an officer class. Yeah, but there's some something they can dig up there. And the last one that I have, Clone Shadow Trooper. This one is pretty epic. Clone Shadow Troopers were an elite cadre. Cadre? Cadre? C-A-D-R-E of clone troopers devised by director Armand Issard of the Republic Intelligence during the Clone War. Since the numbers of reconnaissance unit who, with the benefit of greatly modified and expensive armor, could operate covertly and under- undercover using... Using mag seals instead of their armor, shadow troopers could attach plates to themselves they, that could pass them off as mercenary, mercenaries al- belonging to certain factions. With that advantage, they could infiltrate facilities and gather intelligence with ease. This could be used on any map. So the clone shadow trooper could be like a base model. Maybe you have like a special ability that makes you look identical and uh, to the other, the other team. That would be pretty cool. What I'd rather see is uh, in, you know, in uh, missions, there are shadow troopers at a certain wave. Mm-hmm. But instead of, they don't go completely invisible, you can still see their outlining. Maybe that could be like the Bothan Spy uh, class for the... The prequel era. Original trilogy. Because Bothan Spies would be prequel era because... No, Bothan Spies would be original trilogy. They were in the original trilogy. They got the plans for the second Death Star. I know, but they were probably around in the prequel era. Yeah, but clone shadow troopers would be. I'm talking in the prequel about era. Imperial shadow troopers, which vary because they can mostly go invisible rather than blending in with their surroundings. Yeah. So it's an either or there. You you finished Inferno Squad. I finished this Inferno Squad. Final thoughts. What are your final thoughts on it? You told me that you were a little disappointed. Correct. Why is that? I was just expecting more, a better build-up. It was kind of just, they slowly built up from the beginning to a certain climax, and it just dropped off. I think it's a perfect prequel. Like You don't want it to be a huge build-up, so you have to read the book. It's more like... You're gonna play. You're, this is for the Star Wars fans that want to know everything, which is the people that read the books. And at times, the book was also confusing, you switching it, through uh, the four members rather than chapter based, paragraph based. Like this paragraph would be uh, Dell, and then this paragraph would be about Iden. I I didn't think that worked. I I, I thought I thought it worked. Um, just like uh, Rick Riordan, he does chapter by chapter, which, you know, you don't but have he, to... But Christy Golden separates it through uh, marks in between each paragraph, so you I know understand. it's switching a character each time, which is basically the same as saying, oh, this is this person, this is this chapter. But sometimes it's not a marking, it's just a tiny margin. No, it's, it's always like three stars, and then it goes into the next character. I'm pretty sure there was one time that they didn't have that. No, it... It didn't carry over to the next page. It was on this page, and then you turn the page, and it's like continues. So you well, may still, have still it was confusing. That. So that that's just the writing style. What do you think of the story? Story was decent. Once I started thinking about it, you know, it becomes a disappointment even more. Why? I mean, it wasn't what what I thought it was going to be at all. What did you think it was going to be? 
Because it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more epic. And like, it you, can't be. Get we're getting way our, more. We're getting our official introduction to like the big scale things. This was them just being started. Like, obviously, they're not going to go out there and kill Princess Leia. Why would they want that? And some parts were confusing as well, like Aiden. Or I don't want to go into spoilers. Is this spoilers? No, we won't do spoilers. No, no spoilers. It's not necessary, okay. though. But apart from being confusing and disappointing, like it kept me reading, like it was intriguing. But it was up to a point, like page 150, then I started to read a lot more than I was. Because I would just read like 20 pages a day, and I was like, okay, that's enough. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I got to get to that next chapter. Yeah, which is what I said. There is a hump that you have to get over. You just had to, you, you, it was, for you, it was further along. Correct. For me, it was around 50 pages, and then I was like, okay, I've got this. I can read more than... So and so much. The ending day. was so bad. You thought the ending was bad? I liked it. How it was like, okay, we're gonna have many more missions, and it's not like, oh, we're, it's not gonna be like Rogue One, where it's immediately caught up to the campaign. I liked how it started much uh, early on, instead of like right up to the the start of the campaign. Yeah, I give it a. 6.5 to 7 out of 10. It's just me. Like, I'm used to other Star Wars books being more epic, I would say. Because that's why I read Star Wars books, because they always have this epic mission at the end, and it feels satisfying after they complete it at the end. The reason I read Star Wars books is because they've got the smaller missions. <laughs> yeah, and even uh, Christy Golden's other Star Wars book, Dark Disciple. That, for me, was an extremely well-written Star Wars book. It had all the climax build, all of the the good writing style that that needs to be there for Star Wars. I mean, uh, Inferno Squad felt like Star Wars, but it's Inferno Squad, and I thought it was going to be a more elite team. They were just starting out, Sam, which is, I think, what's getting you caught up is because they were just starting out, and you were expecting it to lead up to the campaign, weren't you? No, not necessarily. I mean, these are people that have been trained prior to Inferno Squad. They were picked for a reason, so it's not like they just threw together three people that are learning. Iden Versio is one of the most talented fighter squadron pilots mm-hmm. in the Empire. Yeah, and I also didn't feel for either side. That that was a problem for me as well. I didn't feel for either side. I was like, okay, you guys are basically doing both the same thing. It's either it's preference based now. Yeah. What's so Star Wars has always been okay, they're good guys and bad guys, and now that Disney's gotten hold of it, they want to make it like okay, there's this gray area in between, which is a problem because then you're like, are they heroes? Are they villains? What's going on here? I wasn't rooting for either side as well. Like, I, I, I was, I had a preference towards the rebel because I like the rebellion better than the empire. I'm a rebel boy, yeah. It comes down to it, uh, they're both killing as many as the other side. Yeah, there isn't like, oh, this side's really good. Oh, and then no, the other side's like, it's Arr. war. They've, they've, okay, so moral ambiguity in Star Wars is one of those things that I'm not a huge fan of because, like, yeah, we, I would like to see a Darth Vader movie, but I want to see a Darth Vader movie where he's just being a bad guy. I don't want to see, oh, I care for the Empire because they're, they're founded by a guy who's the Emperor who went in there and is the Sith. He is the bad guy. He went in there, manipulated a war to gain control of the universe. Yeah, and 
this book really highlights the moral ambiguity, as you were saying, uh, just to achieve victory over the war, you're going to have casualties. And as uh, Garrick Versio says, they're necessary as to justify them. Yeah, one of the main themes is that rebel child will grow up to be a rebel adult. It's like, yeah, so they're, they're justifying the murder of children and each side is doing that. So you're like, I don't really care about this right now. So that's something that's a problem because when you're rooting for the bad guy, you know that they're going to lose always. Like the yep. good guys win. That's why they're the good guys. Also, the the main villains, the objective essentially is to take down the Dreamers, which is a, a part of, of Sagarero's Sagarero's legacy. And they're not really a threat once you look at it. They're like seven people, seven ragtag people. They can't really do much when you think about it. Yeah, like unless Inferno Squad. If they're gonna do, if they're gonna do moral ambiguity, I'd like to see it on a bigger scale. Because yes, they're gonna do that, but I would like to see it better represented instead of a small ragtag group. Like the rebellion does not support Sagrera in his actions of destroying everything, and uh, the partisans don't support the rebels in what they're doing. They think that they're too soft, and the rebels think that they're too hardcore. Yeah. And then the Empire is like, oh, they're the same thing, so we need to rid them all. But when it comes down to it, as last thoughts of uh, Inferno Squad, that's the bad thing about having high expectations is that you're usually disappointed when it comes to uh, media, that is. It, I thought it was exactly what I... It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. I just had I high hopes it. from previous her previous novel. So, I mean, it's a good book. I suggest reading it if you're... If you're gonna do the campaign, yeah, especially if you're gonna do that, because it just it just hooks you, it just connects you emotionally with the characters, so you're not just like learning them through the campaign because they're already you established have, as a group. Yeah, you have you have more attachment to them if you read the book instead of just the movie. And then they're obviously the gonna have references to the book, like remember that time on so and so, and then you'll get those. Yeah, you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that. Like we were saying last week. So the last thing we have to do is um, I asked on Twitter, what kind of topics would you like us to go over in the next episode of the podcast? We got one response. If you would like to uh, help us with topics, uh, send us an email, uh, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com or respond to us on Twitter and uh, we'll get to your uh, your questions and uh, topics and that kind of stuff. So class-specific uh, Respond Mondays at Respond Mondays asks uh Wants us to talk about class-specific star cards, especially the officer class. Interested to see the other unique abilities from this class. Uh, what do you think, Sam? I would, I would definitely like to see more specific, a uh, class-specific star cards. So maybe like yeah, you have just not uh, generic some, barrage across. So maybe like the officer class has a a turret, but also has a smoke grenade, or like I would like to see multiple things so you can switch it out, make it more of your character. Yeah, but when it an officer, they need to be support-based, and his support ability isn't good enough. And these two, like in Overwatch, they have heroes that are dedicated to that purpose, and this is what that class should be, but it's not living up to a support character. It's more like a defensive character that has one support ability. Yeah, it needs to be more support-based. I would like to say, okay... Every ability needs to be support-based. Yeah, so you put your turret there, and you then you have, like, a, a health boost for everyone around you. You have an XP boost, XP boost, or 
you speed up the capture of a specific point. And as you were saying about the XP boost, I think it should just be about around healing. Yeah. Rather than, you know, giving your team or your uh, person that's following you an extra battle point boost. The, the satisfaction about being as a support character is that you're gaining points through helping the team. You're not inoffensive. You're more defensive. Yeah. And helping your team push. Yeah, you're not going to go in there. You're not going to choose the officer class to, yeah, to wreck kills. You, yeah, you're not going to do that. You're going to choose the officer class to help your teammate capture the point, do the objective. So that's what I'd like to see. Now, our poll of the week. What special classes do you want to see in Battlefront 2? Clone Commandos, Vader Security Force, Inferno Squad member, or other? I am a huge fan of the Vader Security Force just by reading that little blurb. I'll yeah. go with that too. The reason I don't want to go into with Inferno Squad is because I'd rather it be a hero, be a hero spawn ability. Yeah, uh, but that's all for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at SWB Podcast, twitter.com slash SWB Podcast. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash Battlefront Podcast. We'll soon be launching a new Patreon exclusive podcast called The Bonus Show. Uh, do that more consistently. Uh, you can support the show at a $1 per month level, which is $12 a year. Not really much you can buy for $12 a year or $1 a month. You could, you could get, all, for $1 a month, you could only get one of those packet. One of those packs of like $1 or 99 cent candy things. Or you could support us and help us to bring more consistent content to you, the listener, and upgrade our studio. You can also support us through PayPal if you're not a fan of Patreon, which is pay.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. If you leave a review on iTunes, you'll be entered for our giveaway of a copy of Battlefront 2. Closer to the game's release, we'll launch a wider spread giveaway. But if you leave us a review, you'll get an extra two entries for that giveaway so that's a good way to support the podcast and also get a copy of battlefront 2 our poster giveaway was actually won by friend of the podcast who along with uh, Nappen, entered the giveaway so much which is uh swbf news deutsch no idea which is at swb sw underscore bf underscore news Always, I have no idea how to pronounce that name, but he won the giveaway. As soon as we're able to get the money, we will be sending that over to him. So, congratulations. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well, which will be launching new content there that's exclusive to the YouTube channel. So, if you want to watch shorter videos, uh, shorter content and stuff like that, you can go there. Our email is battleforpodcasts at gmail.com. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you find podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. May the Force be with you.